0: the Hopes and Dreams podcast. The journey to parenthood isn't always easy. For many, fertility can be one of life's greatest challenges. And in this podcast, we'll be talking to people with all different types of journeys, including stories of loss and grief, but also, and most importantly, of strength and hope. We'll talk openly about different experiences to provide you with advice, support, and coping strategies, and hopefully some comfort and to help you feel less alone. Thanks for listening. I thought that, you know, as a prologue to the hopes and dreams podcast first series, I thought it would be worthwhile me sort of explaining my personal journey and my own struggles to parenthood to give a bit of context to the podcast and also explain why um, I felt it was important to create this podcast of, um, you know, inspiring stories from men and women that have had difficult journeys. So, I met my husband in 2010 at a wedding. Uh, I was living in Melbourne at the time, and and he was in Scotland, and we did long distance for a year. But after a year of you know a long distance relationship, I decided that I needed to move back to Scotland, and the reason being was uh, my husband had a son um, from a previous relationship, and. I knew I could never have asked him to to move there. So I I moved back and I became a stepmom overnight, which was daunting but also amazing and I was very blessed that this wonderful 4-year-old accepted me from day one and we had an instant bond and we still do now. He's we have a really lovely relationship and it's it's a very it's a blessing to be a stepmom. And he's now a teenager and you know you know, really great relationship with him. And I, Chris and I always knew, though, that we wanted our, our, a family of our own as well and to have siblings for Lucas. So we married in 2013. We then moved uh, a month later. We moved cities. We moved to Glasgow. And because we'd started new jobs and things, it wasn't the right time to begin a family straight away after we got married. So we waited a little while. But in spring 2015, I I fell pregnant and I was over the moon and really naively had no thought that anything would go wrong. I just thought it would be fine. And sadly, in May, a couple of months after, I was out with two of my best friends and I started to bleed. We were actually crazily going to a boys to men concert of all things and I carried on my nights but I did have a, a you know a, an awful feeling in the pit of my stomach you just know and i even though i would never been through this before I just knew something was wrong but we had the night out and then as I was on my way home the bleeding was getting heavier I called NHS 24 who reassured me but I really knew by then that things weren't great I left it overnight and by the morning the bleeding was getting far worse heavier my friends left my husband went to work and I had a bath because I felt horrendous and it was literally like a scene from Jaws Um, I've never seen so much blood it really started the floodgates I guess opened and I remember sitting on the toilet having managed to get out of the bath and I was just losing so much blood and tissue and things I'd never seen it was just horrendous it was like a Scene from a horror film and I remember sitting on the toilet screaming I remember sitting on the toilet screaming and just saying no 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 just to I guess stop the bleeding but it, which was stupid I don't know why I did that but I was in shock I, ra- I managed to ring my husband who came home from work and cleaned me up and put clothes on me and towels and things because I was bleeding profusely rushed me to hospital I was seen straight away because I was literally passing out in the waiting room in a and and I was in a terrible state uh, they had to put me in a wheelchair got me through and they just couldn't stop the bleeding and I did the typically British thing I was so embarrassed of bleeding I don't know why bleeding all over the floor and all over the bed and I was like, getting up and cleaning because I I just I kept saying sorry 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 cleaning cleaning and the woman the doctor was like please sit you know sit down you don't be silly you just you know you need to sit but they just couldn't stop the bleeding and I was hemorrhaging so I literally got blue lighted from that hospital in an ambulance to another hospital and they rushed me through again after seeing many doctors couldn't stop the bleeding and they ended up having to put me under and give me an emergency D&C because even though I bled so much, I hadn't the baby hadn't passed. And I remember waking up in the hospital in the morning and my husband coming to collect me, and I just felt absolutely empty and heartbroken and so confused and in shock. And literally I got handed a leaflet about counselling or what to do next, and I, that was it. I, there was no support. And I just got sent home and I took a little bit of time off work. I'm lucky that my job is very understanding, but that was it. And I had to get on with it. We had to get on with it. And very luckily after a few months of, um, you know, grieving, I did fall pregnant again. And I went on to have a very healthy (laughs) 10 pound nine rainbow baby, Millie, who's now four. So you know, from having one miscarriage, I went on to have a a really healthy pregnancy. I mean, there were complications with it, but she was fine. And you know, after a few years, we decided that we wanted more children, uh, very much. But sadly, since then, I've had four miscarriages uh, on the bounce, really, of varying levels. Most of which were at home, that you know, controlled sort of natural miscarriages at home. But one was on new year's eve new year's day you know so that has you know sadness and awfulness attached to it in itself you know i'd gone from new year's eve thinking about the year ahead and that we'd have another brother or sister for lucas and millie to then and my sister-in-laws were pregnant too and my nct most of my nct group were pregnant with their second so it was a lovely thought to be pregnant altogether and i had a picture with my two sister-in-laws on new year's eve with our bumps and then the next day new year's day i started bleeding and i just knew having had been through this so many times and i you know i've just it's just broken me and i felt so alone and you know even though i'm not alone i've got amazing support from some special friends and my husband and everything but i just felt awful it's just really consumed my 30s thinking about trying for a baby and then doing it and then going through the loss and and it happening so many times and particularly the last one which was just in January this year I had a miscarriage Uh, I'd taken progesterone to try and keep the pregnancy but I had a scan at 10 weeks and the baby didn't have a heartbeat and I just remember thinking how can we be here again and even though you've gone through it so many times You just can't believe it's happening again, even though you're sort of expecting it at the same time. Like it's, you don't want to think it, but in the back of your mind, you know that it can happen. So you're conscious, you're always constantly anxious about it and it takes away any joy from being pregnant. And in January, uh, we decided that unlike the other, other ones that had come away at home that have trauma in themselves because you have to scoop things out, you know, had to scoop tissue out of the toilet and then put it in a container and take to the hospital to test. I just I wanted to have a bit more control and a bit more chance of them being able to test the baby so I decided to have a different procedure not wait at home for a couple of weeks potentially for it to come away. I wanted them to remove the baby medically and so I had the manual vacuum procedure and it it wasn't very nice but it was very controlled and it was over very quickly. And they tested the baby. They took it away to be tested straight away. And you know, a few weeks ago, I found out that they were able to find something, which I couldn't believe because the other miscarriage had literally no answer. You know, you get told, oh, it was just bad luck or whatever. But that you it, it want a reason, an answer for something happening. It's really hard to just have the oh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just. And we found out that the baby had. Edward syndrome so that's why I miscarried there was an abnormality with the baby and my body just decided that it would not continue the pregnancy but the other thing we were able to know is that the baby was a little girl and I have found that very comforting because you know most of the time you don't know you know anything about that baby? And I always wondered what my other babies were—if they were boys or girls. And for this, so I now know—we know this was a little girl. I—I I was comforted in that, uh, but also I found it hard. It made it more real. But you know that she was a little sister for Lucas and, and Millie. But at the same time, I—you know—it's been good to know. And so now we're at a point where we're waiting to decide we actually had a conversation this evening about do we carry on with this hope of having another baby or do we just pause and stop and say enough you know i'm very conflicted about it i have we haven't made a decision we desperately would love another baby but at the same time both our mental health has been damaged and that's that's something that i don't think i ever you know i've never had any mental health issues in the past I've always been um well I just never had um depression or anxiety or I've always been an I have been an anxious worrier but I've never had anxiety but you know my miscarriages you know have changed me they've made me very anxious I, I worry about my daughter all the time extra more worried than you would if you hadn't been through losses I think very anxious and I'm sad and I'm fed up of feeling sad and I just want to live my life not thinking about you know trying for a baby and then you know getting over the grief and the loss but never really getting over it because I've never gotten over it it's it lives with me forever and those babies are part of me and I don't I don't want to forget them because they're part of my story but at the same time and I'm I know how lucky I am to have my daughter and my stepson I know I'm super lucky to have to have that but I always imagined I'd have another baby, so I'm it's, I'm just going through the process at the moment of the of, of whether whether that dream is still something that we want to try and achieve, or or if we if we stop. And so that's really my journey and where we're at to now. But I know that I felt very alone in this in this journey of mine, even though I have a very loving, supportive husband who's been amazing throughout the whole thing and. I like to think I've supported him because you know he he suffers as much as I do not physically but emotionally in the loss and also trying to support me but I also know so many friends that have been through different journeys but you know horrendous things and I just think it's something that we really need to keep talking about to support one another and for me I had to have a focus and something that I could put my energies into to do something positive And give my babies a legacy Um, and I just wanted to do something to help other people so I've started this podcast and the first series is going to be literally all of my all people I know my friends because it's so common to have all these different difficulties and it won't just be about loss or in terms of miscarriage it will also be about you know losing a baby um, shortly after birth and and ha- and how you navigate that we will also be talking about early menopause and and facing the thought of not having being able to have, have a baby as well as other things like post-nasal depression ivf unexplained infertility there'll be a whole host of things that we talk about all people i know and i just want to share those stories with other people who might be going through things and offer some support and guidance and really Make people feel not alone in this because it, it it really can be an awful, isolating place. I know that from my experience, and I found talking about my experiences helpful in me sort of processing what I've been through. But also, I hope I'll help other people through it too, and, and that's why this is really important and to break the stigma and, and help people. And um, and the stories that we're going to share in the podcast are really inspiring. You know, there's huge loss and and grief and sadness, but also people have gone on and been, you know, it's not, I don't hate the word bravery because that sounds, it just doesn't sound right. But people who have managed to go through these awful things, but have found a way of either, you know, remembering their, their baby that they've lost or found joy and and contentment in in other things out with motherhood they can be a mother in in many different ways so that was just a little bit about my background and why I'm doing the podcast and I really hope that you find this series useful and hopeful thank you